that intro sequence but i just totally dig that beat welcome welcome ladies and gentlemen third time's the charm here had some problems with the streaming software but i think we're good to go welcome to the wednesday stream it's the 17th fantastic number and happy saint patrick's day to all of you out there shout out to my fellow irishmen got a little bit irish in my blood just a little bit but it's there anyway guys we got a great show for you all today a lot of different topics to work through. We're going to talk about CGI Joe, GI Joe. Yeah, the Atlanta shooting. We've got some international stories too, stuff happening in Myanmar, stuff happening in Tanzania too. We're going to talk about Q, we're going to talk about vaccines. We're going to go through a lot. So, grab your popcorn, sit back, get comfortable, and I hope you all are feeling great on this Wednesday. I'm feeling a little bit better today myself. You know, I Messed up my, I think it's my meniscus in my knee earlier this week, but I'm getting more mobile today. Things are all right. And uh, my allergies, having a little problem with that though. But, uh, you know, if I go on some sneezing fit, I'll make sure to edit that out of the re-upload. So if you're new here, this is how it goes. I go live on DLive, Twitch, and the Foxhole app every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific now to talk about latest news, shit stir do all that good stuff, and then I upload these replays. I do a little bit of editing and stuff in the uh, replays, but I upload them to Rumble, BitChute, Odyssey, and Gab TV. Now, if you guys can catch it live, I do a little bit of a Q&A towards the end that I cut out of the re-uploads that I do to those other channels, but in the re-uploads, you know, I edit some stuff in there. So, I don't know, whichever one you want to do, live or replay, and then go find me on social media, too. I'm on Telegram. I'm on Gab. I'm on the Clubhouse app, if you're on that, the audio-only new Clubhouse app. I haven't tried it yet, but I want to soon. You know, I'm still kind of figuring out how to work the freaking thing. So Telegram, Gab, Clubhouse. And then I just started, or not me, but a friend of mine, friend of mine started a new Instagram account. His name's uh, Sordon Jather. Interesting guy. Cool dude. Uh, you can go follow him on Instagram. I'll put his account in the link down there down below. But uh, there you go. So, you know, getting into the stuff I want to share with you guys today. Before we get into all of those articles, I want to talk about some of those, some of those shills, man. Those crazy shills out there, they're getting so nuts. They're in all the comments sections. They're spreading all the lies, all the rumors. And I had a couple of them on my ass a couple of days ago, and they were saying some crazy things. Now, check this out. These are the people from the Shadowgate documentary. Remember that? A lot of you probably do. Shadowgate. It was big. You know, sometime last year went pretty viral. They had this kind of weird social media marketing push, you know, a lot of controversy around it that got it popular. But anyway, two of the individuals that were in that documentary, the supposed whistleblowers, Patrick Berge and Tori, they've been saying some weird shit. Weird shit. Check this out. This is Patrick Berge here, and he was retweeting this tweet that was suggesting 
that uh, how did Jordan Sather go from making smoothies at a health store to a national expert on UFOs and big pharma overnight? A young person with no visible source of income who's marketing and paying him. And Berge retweeted this saying, all good questions nobody ever asks, but everyone should want to know. Um, I mean, if you want to ask it, just ask me. I mean, you can email me, DM me, I don't know. I appreciate being called a national expert on UFOs. Never heard that one before. Never called myself that, but I guess Helen equals light did. And uh, no visible source of income. I mean, you can literally just check the description under any video of mine and you can see the various ways that, you know, I've had to scrape by while being censored by the whole gambit of big tech companies. <laughs> so it's just, what kind of bullshit is this? I don't know why he's going and doing that. And then next up, we had Tori kind of like saying the same stuff. This was just the very next day. And I didn't say anything about Patrick. I barely know who the dude is. I haven't talked about Tori in so long, like so long. This was all out of nowhere. And Tori was uh, promoting the idea to her followers that people like me and Julian's rum, she was naming him too, saying that uh, Jordan Sather, who the F is he? A loser. I'm a loser. Oh, and they all have handlers. She's saying, I have a handler. You know, and this guy's saying, who pays me? I pfft, pfft. <laughs> it's just funny. It's funny. Literally, no handlers. Like, nobody. I talk to nobody. Nobody tells me what to say, what to do. Nobody pays me. I pay myself purely. Like, I have my own companies, my own brands, my own websites so the only reason i wanted to talk about it is just because they have this like horde of devoted fans quite honestly i don't think a lot of them are like real true fans i think a lot of them are <laughs> paid trolls on the internet but it's like these these people are the psyops professionals really if you go watch shadowgate you can listen to their story or or at least what they allege their story to be right so these guys claim to work in psyops. And now they're like trying to psyops the shit out of me. <laughs> really, they're not that good at it. These people are not sending their best. So just wanted to dispel some rumors out there. In fact, one of the next videos I'm going to do and uh, put out there is really just like my story. Because I feel like I have a lot of new followers, subscribers, and a lot of them haven't been there with me since 2017, 18. And really... Even for the folks that have been with me that long, they don't know my whole story of waking up over the last 10 years. And yeah, I used to make smoothies, but while I was making smoothies, I was also managing a health food store. I wasn't just making smoothies. And I learned a whole lot of shit there. And then I went through a couple other jobs and just said, screw it. I want to start stirring shit on the internet. And I've you know figured out how to do it all on my own since then. So That'll be a video coming up. I'm going to share a whole lot of stuff with you guys. Open up a little bit and tell you my story. Now, getting back into uh, these articles here, and actually one more thing I want to share with you guys. Today's sponsor. And in fact, today's sponsor is me. It's one of my companies. One of the ways that I earn an income and you guys can help support this channel is my brand, Conscious Strength, my uh, supplement brand there. And for St. Patrick's Day, I have a green special going on. So for all of my products that are green-oriented, my uh, greens powder that I have available on there, this is tasty stuff. Don't let the color fool you. My matcha powder, matcha and lion's mane 
green tea. And then I just got my CBD extract in 500 milligrams of a full spectrum organic extract per bottle. All these are 10% off. So all the green products are 10% off for the next four days on my website right there. Go check it out. ConsciousStrength.net link will be down there. So now let's get into the news. Starting off with Q. We've got this HBO doc coming out and uh, whew, I'm excited, guys. I'm excited. I, I'm in it, I guess. I don't know how much. I don't know really what they say, if they say anything about me, but <laughs> I saw shots of me in the trailer for it. So that's why I'm guessing that I'm in it and we'll see. We'll see what kind of shit show this turns out to. What we're getting from the press over the last day, they're coming out with a lot of narratives suggesting that Q's identity has been discovered. This is what the Daily Beast wasted absolutely no time in printing yesterday. And when I first saw this Daily Beast article, I thought to myself, ah, shit, it's Will Summer. It's going to be a Will Summer piece. I know it is. It's on Daily Beast. Has to do with Q. Will Summer's got to write it. I go and check this out, and guess what? It's not Will Summer. They got another dude, Mr. Nick, writing this one. I guess he's there like entertainment reporter that lives in New York. But lo and behold, if you actually read this article, it's hilarious because he gives a big shout out to Will Summer in this. <laughs> and I was just laughing. Oh, there's Will Summers. Uh, Will Summers mentioned in this article. But he basically gets, I guess, a pre-screening. I guess some people in the media have gotten pre-screens of this doc. And they're writing their takes of it, I suppose. And apparently it's suggested in this HBO documentary that Ron Watkins is behind Q. And if you saw the trailer that came out a few days ago, it's got like a million and a half views right now, by now. It's pretty freaking nuts how many views this thing has. Granted, I don't think it's getting that much like engagement. It has a, a one and a half million views on the YouTube channel. But there's only like a thousand comments and I think three or four thousand total upvotes, downvotes. So really it does not have that much engagement, but it is going to be on HBO. So a lot of people are probably going to see this and I would imagine we're going to get more mainstream media publicity PR for this thing over the next four days until it comes out on Sunday. And uh, FYI, it releases on Sunday, I think at 8 p.m., Eastern. Not positive. You're going to want to go check that, but it's on Sunday for the next like six Sundays. It's a docu-series. It's going to be very drawn out. So check your local listings for that one. And uh, these articles, like this one here from the Daily Beast, this wasn't the only one. We had the Daily Mail. I mean, it went out in some like secure drop narratives or something yesterday, but they're all suggesting Q Unmasked. Right-wing conspiracy group QAnon's mystery leader Q is named as Ron Watkins, the son of 8chan owner in new docu-series. Whoa! Okay, what do we want to say about this one? Um, No disrespect to Ron, okay? Well, first of all, let's talk about Ron and Jim Watkins being in this doc. Uh, big head scratcher. No idea why they chose to do it. Now, I'm not throwing Ron and Jim under the bus right now just because they chose to do an HBO doc. You know, I don't know the real reasons or the real intentions behind it. But granted, I'm not like all aboard the Ron train and naively giving a pass 
just because, you know, it's Ron Watkins and all. So we'll see. Just we'll see. Who knows what the real agenda and intention behind all of this is, but we'll see. Now, no disrespect to Ron, but uh, he's not Q, bro. <laughs> he was not posting as Q. I mean, how many... There's just multiple examples that we could give as to why Ron would not be behind Q's post. And in fact, I highly, highly, highly doubt it's one person, period. It's likely a team of individuals that were working on these posts. Maybe one person was posting. Maybe they had a couple devices and a couple people that were posting, depending on you know the environment or the situation they were in. But no, it wasn't, it wasn't one person. And it wasn't Ron Watkins. Uh, how many basically zero deltas do we have between Q drops and Trump tweets? And by zero deltas, I mean basically the exact same time, if not within seconds, that we got a Trump tweet and a Q drop. That's not an accident. And that's not wrong because you got to have whoever's dropping his Q. Shoot, maybe it was even Dan Scavino at some point here or there. But the person that was posting was clearly right next to uh, Mr. Donald Trump at various times. And then you have the handful of authentic photographs that were taken you know, from Air Force One or from their travels. You have all kinds of different examples. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. What a joke. But, hey, we'll see what the doc says. Shall be interesting. So moving on from that, still on the subject of Q, though, let's get into General Michael Flynn. General Michael Flynn was basically bum-rushed with a camera yesterday, and he was bum-rushed in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He was at an event. I'm not actually exactly sure what this event was or for, who put it on, but they had General Flynn speaking there at this event. There was a local news reporter from the Tulsa World Magazine, bum-rushed him with a camera. Now, I'm going to try to work my streaming software correctly to play a video during this with the sound, okay? Uh, this is what was asked of Flynn, and this is what Mr. Michael Flynn said. I see that uh, people say that you are a supporter of QAnon. What is that? It's an online conspiracy. Is that the blue and non thing? No, QAnon. What do you What do you think it is? Uh, I don't know. I see a lot of uh, people supporting it. Uh, some of the stuff they believe in. Do you support it or not? Do I support what? QAnon. What is it? The online movement. What is it? What, what, is, what it? does it do? What does it stand for? Uh, I don't know. I've read that you're, you support it. Where did you read that? In true, what, what's the name of your outfit? True what? The Tulsa World. Tulsa World. So did you write about well, it? I'm asking you if you support it. I mean, I have to kind of, I'd have to know what it is. You don't know what it is? I mean, I, I know, I've heard about it, but what, what is it? What does it represent? An online group of people that believe there's conspiracies in government. An online group that believe that there's conspiracies in government. Yes. Is there, is there, are there other online groups that have that same? Believe or what? I don't know. I'm asking you about that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. How gold was that? Oh, there's so many different things to say about this. First of all, he just totally toys with that reporter. Dude had no idea what he was getting himself into asking a master spook 
and General Flynn those kinds of questions. And you see the way Flynn just spun it around back on him. Just started asking him the questions like, what is that? What do you mean? What narratives are you trying to... Like, of course, the reporter is going to ask loaded questions to Flynn. And uh, Flynn basically unloads those questions by just asking what the reporter even means and if he actually knows what he's talking about. Blue and on, what is that? <laughs> totally good. Then you look at uh, Flynn's body language and the way he sort of presents himself. I mean, you think he's got years and decades of training in exactly this, in information warfare, right? So he's very good at controlling his body language. You did see a couple smirks in there. He likes to raise his eyebrows when he's kind of getting his point across and the person he's talking to is catching his drift and going down the path that Flynn is leading for him. But, oh man, that is gold. And here's the thing though. I mean, clearly Flynn took what? The, the oath video last year, where we go on, we go all at the end. He's been seen with where we go on, we go all wristbands, signing, that same uh, wig one wigga, wig one wigga um, term on different posters and things like that. Ah, <laughs> oh, just trolling them, just trolling them. It's great. Okay, moving on from that, let's get into bring the articles back up, make that big, and let's go into the next one. Twitter, Twitter announcing it has now suspended more than one hundred and fifty thousand accounts to curb QAnon messaging. There's that straw man that they love to set up and then just beat to death. QAnon, QAnon message boards, QAnon messaging, QAnon conspiracy theories. Like, it's crazy. You know, I was I was watching this QAnon hit piece that came out last Sunday from 60 Minutes Australia. And I think I talked about it in one of my last videos, but... I skimmed through the thing when it came out a couple of days ago. You saw Mike Rothschild in it and uh, Jitartha. Jitartha was the dude that was on that Anderson Cooper hit piece. I'm sorry, believing you ate babies, Anderson Cooper. Yeah, former QAnon supporter, my ass, Jitartha. But uh, <laughs> somebody on DLive said 148,000 of those accounts were IET. <laughs> Shout out to IET. Yeah, he had like 20, 30 accounts. Flynn was one of them. Trump was one of them. I was like four or five of them. Maybe Flynn and Trump were more than one of them. One of them. Who knows how many accounts they actually had? But uh, yeah, man, there's that QAnon straw man. Big tech, fake news media, they love to beat. And no doubt, they've been censoring it like a mofo. You know what I found interesting about this particular report, though, is that, uh, let me make this bigger here so you can see it. Catherine Herridge was our girl behind this one. And Catherine Herridge is, she's been highlighted by Q in a positive way. And she used to work at Fox News, but a year or two back made the change to CBS and became a senior investigative reporter, I believe, there. But don't let the fact that she works for CBS sort of uh, lead you astray. She actually does fantastic reporting, has done great stuff on FISA, Spygate, Obamagate, that reporting too. And this report that she did for CBS was actually not all that bad. Obviously, for the optics, she took a couple of the typical lines. It's a conspiracy theory, blah, blah, blah. But she actually had the other side in this. She actually had somebody who was talking about free speech 
that sort of voice to counteract the conspiracy theorist typical propagandist message. So it was an it was an interesting one, you know, this this report here. But uh, moving on from that, speaking of big tech, getting off cue, but still going into uh, the topic of big tech, I want to talk about this hack on Gab. So I found this article from the National File the other day. It says revealed black hat hackers behind Gab attack used Discord to plot their criminal activity. They used Discord. So first point I want to make on this is that apparently if your criminal activity, which uh, is actually criminal, is done on Discord, then I guess they're fine with it. If it goes along with the agendas they like, that's fine. But, you know, people like me, I guess if we're we're uh, discussing that hate speech, we get banned. Or you got, like, Wall Street Bets out there. Wall Street Bets gets their freaking Discord server banned for nothing illegal. But these idiots got to keep it. Now, here's the thing that I found hilarious when I saw this article and went through it. Uh, here's a screenshot right, where is it here, of apparently the Discord server that they were using to coordinate their hack on Gab. Now, when I saw this guy, this gentleman with the kind of silhouette photo here of his face, I instantly recognized this guy because I did a video a month or two back where I featured him prominently. And I'll tell you about that video in a second. First, I want to tell you who this guy is. He goes by Kurtner, Kurtaner. I don't know how to say it. K-I-R-T-A-N-E-R, Kurtaner. And he is the self-proclaimed founder of Anonymous, the hacking collective. That Anonymous, yes. The same Anonymous that has gotten activated over the last year or reactivated to basically push a bunch of deep state propaganda. It's literally what it is. You know, they've got all kinds of bots and shills and trolls that are doing their anonymous hacking shit and they're pushing just a ton of like Antifa propaganda and stuff like that. Long story, but anonymous is a complete joke. They're not your friend. This guy claims to have started it. And the reason why I discussed him in a video a month or two ago is because this was when I was looking into Parler and I did the video on the Parler CEO. And one thing I noticed is that the Parler CEO, the old one, not the new guy, but I'm talking about the old dude, the young one, uh, that got let go from Parler because I guess he was too big of a liability for them. But John was his name, that young Parler CEO, ex Parler CEO. He was cozying up to guess who this dude, Mr. Kurt Tenner, Mr. So-called anonymous founder. That's who the old Parler CEO was cozying up to, this guy. This guy who's now, I guess, hacking Gab and trying to cause all kinds of problems for them. So, yeah, I guess it's kind of a good thing that, you know, that old Parler CEO, John, got out of there because they were like buddy-buddying up. You know, John was really not a fan of the Q people using Parler, but he was all for, oh, yeah, all your anonymous people, they're welcome here. So are you, Mr. Anonymous Founder. <laughs> apparently parlor's coming back too speaking of parlor but uh i don't know i'm i'm still not a fan of their user interface i tried loading up their app on my phone it's not loading so i i don't post to parlor anymore just telegram gab and my friend on instagram from now on 
Next, let's get into, oh, CGI Joe. That's what I'm calling this. CGI Joe. So this has been quite a shit storm over the last, oh, let's just say 12 hours or so. Like just today, this is nuts. So I want to make an editor's note here. I think there is a lot of really dumb shit out there that's said about clones, about CGI, about green screens, about, oh, the actors and the sets and all this stuff. Like, I think so many people go way overboard, way out into left field with their theories. And especially, it gets dangerous and reckless when they claim their theories to be fact. And then they suggest that these facts, especially when they suggest that they get these facts from like insiders and shit. It's anyway, wanted to say that, but, but this one was weird. <laughs> this, there was a couple things that I'm like, okay, this one is a little odd. All right. Let me make that big. Let me make that big and let me play this video. So I want you to take a look at his sleeve. Look at his freaking sleeve, right? Let me get it. Oh, what happened there? There was the first one. Okay. His hand goes over, over that microphone. And then over that one. And then look at that. That is just like awful right there. Whatever that is, that is not good editing, generated imagery, whatever it is. But right there, both examples. So you can see his hand is behind the mic right there, but in front of it there. So this makes zero sense. Zero sense. All right. And this wasn't the only angle that this was noticed from. There was another angle where this same basic thing happened. And this is, yeah, it's making a lot of people question. Not just skeptical conspiracy theorists like me, but even a lot of folks out there who are not into Q. They're not into this kind of 40 chess type thinking. They're more face value kind of people. But they're still Trump supporters, MAGA folk. Even a lot of them are like, hold up, what, what, what's going on with this video? Even a lot of normie folk out there who aren't even Trump supporters, they're like, what? Hold, hold up. What? What's up with this video? Because you saw his freaking sleeve. And it just, again, man, green screen, computer gen generated imagery, CGI. Uh, don't know. Again, don't know, but that is odd. And uh, let's see here. Anything else I want to say about this before we move on? One more thing. So, okay, it could be an actual, you know, I'm not saying the whole thing is faked. Maybe Biden really did go up and meet with the reporters, go off into, I guess, Marine One. It was over here. Yeah, Marine One. I did see one other note that was made, questionable note that was made about this video. Apparently, the sound in it sounds like the Marine One rotors should be going. But as you can see in the video, they're not moving at all. So we've got 
red flags with the sound. We've got red flags. Uh, it's not playing here. Red flags with the Biden sleeves, that weird thing. So not saying the whole video is faked or the whole thing's like a green screen. Maybe it's not a green screen. Maybe there were just tiny details altered with deep fake tech. Deep fake in action right here. CGI. What I want to say here is that who knows who put this out and why? So the mainstream media put these videos out. This one is on the Hill Twitter account, okay? Um, I just want to, what I'm trying to say here is that I want to urge caution, as I always friggin' always friggin' do. Uh, it could be bait. Could be bait. Maybe you got the propagandists out there, the social engineers, you know, in the, in the basement of Langley, CIA headquarters, whatever. They're, they're trying to, Think of ways to mind fuck us, right? Huh, what could we do? Huh, let's CGI a video of Biden and put it out and really get that conspiracy world riled up. Oh, yeah, that would do it. So, you know, a lot of people out there are thinking, oh, this is put out by the white hats. It's proof that patriots in, are in control. Maybe. Do we know that for a fact? No. Could also be, if this is CGI or deep faked in some way, could also be bait just put out there by the MSM to get us all, I don't know, distracted with something and going off on our theories. And then what are they going to do? They're going to weaponize those crazy ass theories that people can't wrangle in. They're going to weaponize those theories in a mainstream media hit piece. Somebody on DLive commented, trap. Yeah, could be. That's why you got to be careful. You got to be careful about how you word things if you're going to be out there commenting or making posts or things like that you know be careful with what you actually have as fact and uh what you're speculating on is this weird no doubt but who done it and what did they done it for i'm just waiting for like tomorrow morning to hit and then we've got a whole slew of hit pieces with like ridiculous comments featured in it that are out there to just, you know, make us look silly. So anyway, that's my thought on that. Let's move on now into, oh yeah, you can see here, Newsweek, already uh, already starting with them. I'm sure we'll have more. Let's go now into the Atlanta shooting. So the massage parlor massacre in Atlanta yesterday, uh, this individual, or shall we say what they allege is to be, this individual apparently as we're told official story you know you got you always got to preface it with those statements if we're promoting what the mainstream media is telling us but they're saying this georgia man went through a few different massage parlors left eight people dead he was primarily targeting asian women his name is robert he's 21 from georgia those are the basics of the official story. Now, instantly, instantly when I saw this, I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. I saw this before they had found the shooter and all that. You know, I saw breaking news. And I'm like, ah, T-minus how long till they pin this on a Trump or Q supporter? And I tell you, right when I saw it, I knew, I knew they were going to blame Trump's China, China virus rhetoric on this. When I saw that they were targeting Asians, I said, oh shit, it's coming. And I also thought, uh, probably a false flag, probably a patsy that they're going to going to throw under the bus 
maybe a mind-controlled dude or something like that, all MK'd. And it looks to be the case. Unfortunately, it looks to be the case. Here is the apparently person that they're saying did this, whether he really did it or not. Uh, he's apparently their patsy. He, he does kind of have those MK Ultra eyes. Not gonna, not gonna lie. His pupils look pretty friggin' big there. And then he's got, he's got quite a bit of white around those eyeballs. But you know. It's an unfortunate situation. Very sad it happened. Also, the fact that it was in Georgia. I was sitting there thinking yesterday, like, wow, what a what a distraction for everybody there in Georgia. They're going to be focused on this story for the next few weeks instead of the election fraud that was bubbling up there that was rising to the surface and more of it was getting exposed. So, I mean, we've got that the narrative change, especially there in Georgia. We've got oh, gun control. Those narratives are already rolling out in the mainstream media. Here's the Daily Beast. Massage parlor massacres. Suspect said he loved guns and God. Oh, holy crap. Holy crap. Yeah, they're already bringing that into the mix. You know the gun control was going to roll out real quick. And bringing religion, bringing faith, spirituality into it here too. So there's that. And what was the last thing that I was going to say in this too? Oh, that rhetoric. So here just an hour ago, White House Press Secretary Circle Saki says there is no question, no question that the Trump administration calling COVID the Wuhan virus has led to uptick in attacks on Asian Americans. Oh, oh, clockwork, predictable, so predictable, these people. You knew this was coming. You freaking knew it. Disgusting stuff. Who, who are the real racists? The people that use race for narratives like this. Those are the real racists right there, okay? I mean... Let's just be real. It's the way it is. So this is a very unfortunate situation, and I'm getting the I'm getting the FF vibes from it for sure. Now let's go into a very important conversation that a lot of people are getting questions about and wondering WTF is going on with this. So Trump was on Maria Bartiromo's show on Fox News last night. He called in to talk about various subjects. He talked about Georgia. He talked about... Uh, the 2020 election and other things like that, immigration, border. One of the things he talked about was vaccines, okay? And he touted them, he promoted them. He was, you know, using that for his his rhetoric to build himself up with. A lot of people are wondering why. Why the heck is he doing this, telling his followers? Well, he basically finally encouraged his supporters to get the COVID backs. Now, this, of course is uh, in recent days, Fauci and Joe Biden and other people were really doing their gaslighting against Trump. He, he should be urging his supporters to get vaccinated. That's what he should be doing. He's a public health threat if he's not doing this. So that's their angle. Trump, uh, you know, do we want to say caved? Maybe, maybe not. But he did urge his supporters to get the shot in that interview with Bartiromo last night. Now, here's a few things about it, okay? 
And this is something that I've, you know, I'm not sure why this, we can only speculate. We don't know his true intentions, but this is the theory that I've been going with for six, nine months now is that you got to think of the optics. You have to think of the optics here. If Trump were to breathe the slightest breath, just merely whisper any sort of skepticism towards vaccines, the media would just go to town. Go to town. It would be political suicide for Trump to have any sort of skepticism towards the COVID vaccines. You could already know, you already tell what the media would do if he did that. So, you know, it's it's risky both ways. It's, it's you, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't for Trump right now. If he warns about the vaccines, shitstorm. If he doesn't warn about the vaccines, supports them for the cameras, then obviously we got to go that route. So this is just what we're going with. And we still have the polls coming out saying half of Trump supporters are not going to get the shot. Okay. And I think a lot of people getting triggered by this are missing the point, the main point. What's the point that Q has been stressing for not just months, but years? Think for yourself. Think for yourself. That's the goal here. We're not here to, to be zombies and do whatever Trump says. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the freaking point here. I still see a lot of people out there. They're saying, yeah, I trust Trump and I trust Q. Yeah, I trust him too. But that doesn't mean you hang off their every freaking word. Trump said he wished Ghislaine Maxwell well. Does that mean that we should wish Ghislaine well too? be her friend? Does that mean Trump's her friend and really likes her? No, it's called doublespeak, folks. And it's called Trump probably knows his supporters are smart, smarter than the average bear. Do their own research, right? And don't trust the fake news. So Trump probably knows that he's got to say what he has to say right now. It's up to us to have the freedom of choice, freedom of will, freedom of thought to uh, make those good decisions. And especially in that interview last night with Bartiromo, Trump explicitly stated he made a caveat in there that said people who don't want to get the shot, it's their freedom not to. I'm paraphrasing, but he explicitly stated that after he supported the vaccines. So don't don't overthink it. You know, if a lot of people are freaked out by Trump supporting vaccines, it's actually very easy to go into that conversation with people. All you have to do is show them Trump's old tweets. There's a dozen, maybe even two dozen of them where Trump is openly questioning vaccines, openly questioning if there's a link between autism and vaccination. Okay, so if you have a Trump-supporting friend and they also want to go get the vaccine, well, super easy. Hey, look at Trump questioning the vaccines in the past. Hey, you know the news is fake. So you know that Trump has to say certain things because of the fake news. So really, you should be questioning things. It's not that tough of a conversation to have. So just don't freak out, guys. Disinfo is necessary, as we've been told. And I think this would very likely apply to that statement.
that statement would apply here. So now I think that's all I wanted to say about that. Let's get into now something that was making me crack the heck up yesterday. I, I was watching this as it happened on Twitter and I was dying. Oh, it was good. So I was watching this beef happen in real time between Candace Owens and Cardi B. And this isn't like, uh, what What do you, <laughs> this is freaking, I don't know, a lion taking on a dumbass donkey here. This is gold. So Candace Owens, here's how it basically went down. Cardi B had that Grammy performance where she was singing WAP, which I'm not going to begin to describe to you what WAP stands for if you don't know, but it's explicit, okay? NSFW, not safe for work. But I guess it's okay to perform that shit at the Grammys and let all of our 12-year-old daughters listen to it. Anyway, that's what happened. Cardi B performed that shit at the Grammys. Candace Owens wasn't having it. She went on to Tucker Carlson a day or two later and was like, what the heck kind of world are we freaking living in where this is socially acceptable now? Are you guys stupid? Cardi B then uh, came back at that, had a rebuttal herself, started tweeting at Candace Owens. Granted, Cardi B can't really spell, so it was just like word salad. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough to read, but... Eventually what happened, this happened yesterday, is that Cardi B tweeted, apparently photoshopped tweets. Somebody photoshopped a tweet to make it look like Candace Owens once tweeted that like her husband cheated on her or something like that. Just a really bad tweet. It was photoshopped. Somebody put it out there on blogs and stuff that uh, Candace tweeted it and deleted it, which was fake. It was a whole fake thing. Anyway, Cardi B tweeted these blogs as if it was real and as if it was a real tweet. And she's got like 15, 20 million followers on Twitter. So that is a sizable audience that this slander was promoted to. Candace Owens says she's 100% suing Cardi B. 100% suing the absolute shit out of her. Probably going to make that wet ass into a dry one. Dry out that bank account. <laughs> it's gonna. Oh, I hope she takes all of Cardi B's money, all of it. Get it, Candace. But this is just great. I am uh, very interested to see how this one turns out. That's for sure. <laughs> Dry out that WAP <laughs> in that bank account. All right. Uh, next story. Important stories, actually. Probably some of the more important ones that we're going to talk about in this video. So shout out if you're still here and watching this long. Myanmar, we're going international now. Myanmar, big things happening there. The military that, of course, has taken control of that country. They have detained the, the state counselor there and a good amount of the government for election fraud. And this has been going on, you know, for a month and a half now. A lot of the deep staters around the world don't like it. It's pissing off some of the right people. So I don't know. Sounds like a good thing to me. Granted, I'm not saying the Myanmar military is perfect. They probably have plenty of problems of their own. But the fact that a state counselor of Myanmar has been arrested and she has had 
very close dealings with Obama's and Clinton's and George Soros here. She's met with him multiple times. Um, I think it's a good thing that she got arrested, and especially because the election fraud is getting exposed in Myanmar. But check this out. Just yesterday, the Myanmar military seized the bank accounts of George Soros's Open Society Foundation. This is not a joke story. This website looks kind of ghetto and clickbaity, but that's because it's an independent reporter out of uh, Myanmar. And of course, not a lot of Western media is covering this thing or at least covering it properly. But yes, the military in Myanmar seized control of bank accounts of billionaire George Soros's Open Society Foundation. George Soros, I talked about this a couple of videos ago, when I was going over this story, George Soros funds at least a hundred different non-governmental organizations just in Myanmar through the OSF. And he has given these organizations billions of dollars over the last few decades. So they're seizing some accounts. They're also detaining some deputies and chiefs of George Soros's foundation here. So it is moving along, folks. It is moving along. And, uh, you know, we're all just waiting. We're all just waiting for this exact thing to start happening in other countries, which it could very well happen. I do hope. A lot of people also hope. And we're seeing how this story from Myanmar is being reacted to in Western media, in big media. Reuters right here, the Soros philanthropic group. They have to put out that word in there philanthropic <laughs> sorry i'm thinking here of that episode of uh it's always sunny in philadelphia if you've seen that one where they mistake the word uh, philanthropist for full-on rapist so calling george soros a full-on rapist <laughs> and bill gates right the mainstream media loves to call bill gates a philanthropist and then if you mistake that word for full-on rapist, it takes on a whole new meaning for Bill Gates, which is especially funny knowing that Bill Gates was really buddy-buddy with Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> full-on rapists. Anyway, Mr. Philanthropist here, philanthropic George Soros group demands release of staff member held in Myanmar. They got to release their staff. And 11 other employees, good amount of them. <laughs> so they're shilling. They're shilling for Soros here. Reuters is. So this is big stuff. You know, eyes are still on Myanmar as this progresses. And then eyes are on other countries that this happens to. So we've got that. Now let's move on into Tanzania. And this is the story, huge story out of Tanzania today. Their president, John Magafuli, if I'm getting that right. I'm working on those pronunciations, guys. I know they're terrible, but I'm working on them. John Magafuli has died at, Jesus Christ, these freaking ads. Associated Press must be uh, struggling for money with that many pop-ups coming up. I know the fake news is struggling for money, actually. We're going to talk about that next. But this story here, this one's important and this one's serious. So Tanzania President John died at age 61. This was announced today. And he was 61. The official story, again... I've got to finger quote this every time. Official story is that he died of heart failure. 61 died of heart failure. All right. Now, 
here's the background to this. First of all, this gentleman has been um, missing. I talked about this in like a video or two back. He was missing. He's been missing for a couple of weeks now, actually. And there were some rumors that surfaced printed in like Al Jazeera and some other mainstream media sites. Maybe it was, you know, planned disinformation to throw people off the, the trailer, the scent. But there were rumors that were printed that he was in India or Pakistan or something like that being treated from COVID-19. That was the rumor, okay, that went around. This wasn't confirmed, but it was, you know, anything that's printed in the mainstream media is true. So that happened. And also, this is even more important to this story. Remember a year ago when we had the uh, the reports that goat DNA and papa, papa is a uh, fruit. It's not papaya, but it's very similar to papaya. Papa. Remember when papa and goat DNA were tested as positive for COVID-19? That was this guy's doing. So this happened in April of last year at the very start of this scam pandemic. John Magafuli, president of Tanzania, when he first got the test kits, all the test kits were going out to the countries, you know, coming from the World Health Organization or or whatever official health authority. John Magafuli got the test kits in. He was already skeptical of this whole thing and he pulled a fast one. He didn't tell anybody, but he secretly sent in the test kits back. Most of them were legit from humans, but he secretly sent a couple back to, I think it was the WHO, containing Papa and Goat DNA. They came back positive. (laughs) That was his doing. And then as the scandemic went on, he was just openly vocal against the whole thing, against the World Health Organization. He's been openly vocal against vaccines in recent months too. So if, if, oh geez, somebody said he got pow powed on, uh, on D live. Yeah. Suicided for sure. When I saw heart failure, man, I'm thinking maybe that heart attack gun, we know that exists. That's not a secret. And that's not even conspiracy theory. The CIA has admitted decades ago, back in like the freaking seventies that they had a heart attack gun hit somebody with a electromagnetic pulse and makes her heart stop there. Who knows? However, it actually went down. Could, could have gone down another way, but they just told us it was heart failure. I don't know. But when I saw this, it just instantly smelt bad to me. Instantly smelt like a, like a suicided type of thing. So may, may John Magafuli rest in peace. And holy crap, if you're out there, if you're out there questioning the scandemic, this is what can happen to you. And I mean, here's a point to make going back to that conversation about Trump. How much can he really say before, you know, they go to that next level with him, right? That's that's why maybe he does have to say and go along with certain narratives right now. But in terms of big pharma, I mean, Trump has done quite a bit against him, right? To try act the, uh, Favored Nations Clause. He he was ballsy enough to mention the disinfectant and mention UV light and these other sorts of things. And, you know, they really had to pressure him into wearing that mask for a while. So, you know, just, just think of these things. So, anyway, 
crazy, crazy stuff right there. And then last subject, getting into the mainstream media hurting, hurting for cash. We saw those pop-ups that came up from the from the AP here. Um, CNN. CNN is stressing. Actually, they're all stressing right now. I saw this. I saw these stats today of the audience, excuse me, audience loss from the mainstream media over the last three months. And it has dropped. It has dropped. CNN is down 47% of their primetime audience from the 25 to 54 demographic. 50%. Now, uh, some of those viewers might have been from airport TVs that don't show CNN anymore. Who knows if they factored that into these numbers. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's a great thing, actually. <laughs> a lot of airports aren't showing CNN anymore. Some are actually showing ON, which is a, it's a good step up there so uh cnn dropped 50 percent. nbc fox news even down all of them are down so good so good to see i wanted to end this show on a good note here wanted to end it on a happy note and there's not much that makes me happier than knowing that cnn has lost half of its freaking viewers nbc was down like 30 40 percent that is great Freaking news, folks. Great news. And also fantastic news is that more and more people are, I mean, not just questioning the fake news out there, but they're actively, actively on the hunt for truer news. They're getting onto apps like Gab. Shoot, that's why Gab can hardly freaking work half the time because so many people are getting on there. That's why people are migrating to Telegram getting on Rumble, getting on BitChute, finding, you know, videos like these. So anyway, I know a lot of scary things are happening. On the surface level, at face value, things might look scary. Oh, it looks like the election got stolen, and oh, it looks like Big Pharma's all in control, and we're going to have to deal with these lockdowns and this scandemic forever, and, you know, Agenda 21 here is New World Order is here, but I, I don't think that. I don't think that at all. I think more and more people are waking up. They're getting more pissed off. And because of that, they're getting more active directly, whether it's on the internet or around them. And, you know, don't get so caught up. It's good to be up to speed with the latest happenings, but, you know, don't get so caught up with it where you're like dying over the shit you're hearing on the internet and you're like literally wasting hours and hours and hours of your day, a lot of your time on YouTube videos and watching stuff from people and believing all the clickbait that's out there. Trust me, there's there's a lot of clickbait on, on BitChute and on Telegram and these sorts of places right now. You know, don't get so caught up with that all where you're literally like, your life is crumbling before your eyes. You're, you're stressing yourself out. You're not doing the typical duties that you need to, whether it's like work or your family or relationships or just like chores around the house. You know, you don't want to forget about those because you're so freaking concerned about what's going on in the world. Just just take a breather, guys. Like if, if the deep state was really that in control, you know, I, I wouldn't be here streaming, do you? They got me on a watch list. I, I would have been, what, 
black bagged and then shoved into the back of a van and taken off to some black site by now. I don't know, you know, where <laughs> see, it would be far worse. Okay. This is, this is the way I see it. It's a big controlled implosion, controlled demolition of the system. And it's all good. It's all good guys. Just keep fighting, keep fighting. Do not let it get to you guys. The more it gets to you, the more impotent you're going to be. You're not going to be as effective at fighting these control systems. So just take, you know, take a breather if you need to. Take some time off the internet, but don't don't stress, okay? Keep fighting, keep at it, keep researching, educating yourself, educating others, and it'll all be good, okay? This is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Remember that. So that's it for this one, guys. I appreciate you all being here live if you're here on DLive, Twitch, or the Foxhole app with me. Shout out to you guys watching this replay too if you're on Rumble, if you're on BitChute, Gab TV, or Odyssey. I wanted to make a quick note. Apologies. I've been slacking a little bit with getting these replays up on the video channels and the podcast up as well. But tonight, I'm going to get my last one in this one up on those video channels, and they'll be all up to speed. Um, also, if you guys want to sign up to jordansather.tv, you can, uh, it's a big way you can support me. You know, they, all those shills out there, they claim that, oh, how does Jordan make his money? He must have handlers. Nah, dude, clearly got my own ways of doing it. You know, I have to support myself because of the 15 big tech companies that have censored me by now and the mainstream media that hates me. And, you know, trust me, no handlers here. But uh, jordansather.tv, all my videos, these ones go up on this ad-free. I cut the sponsors out of them uh, unless it's something, you know, that's mine. But this is there. You can also go find me on Subscribestar as well. And I do weekly live Q&As as well, weekly Zoom calls for all my jordansather.tv and Subscribestar supporters. And then there's other ways you can support this channel too. You can go, you can go uh, find those on my website or check the link in the description down below. I appreciate all you guys that have been watching and I will see you in the uh, next live stream, everybody. That'll be Friday, 4 p.m. Pacific. Hope to see you on DLive Twitch or Foxhole. Take care. Till next time.